Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. But uh, <laughs> yeah, how was your weekend? I mean, I Uh-oh. saw you. Shit, kind of a quick in and out couple it was a hours. Quickie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Had those sun-kissed sweethearts, man. Mm. Hard. Yeah. Uh, no, we, man. We, I think we dropped like four drinks in that period. I'm oh, easily. Sure. My easily. bill was like 70 bucks. I'm like, oh, yeah, it makes oh. sense. I got eight drinks, like four for me, four for Tara. Yeah, so. no, no, no. Mine was pricey, too. I remember I went home and went and was straight to bed. Just, just, just was... Just was completely out and then, you know, got out. Yeah, I mean, we left at probably, what, like midnight-ish, right? It wasn't that late. No, 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 nothing too bad. Yeah, and then we had the um, the plan to, um, I had the plan to go see Guardians with Teats. And, um, you know, that kind of got, like, pushed back a little bit because he got back from that wedding really late. And, uh, yeah, uh, it was uh, it was a bit of a, it was a interesting weekend. I can't wait for this weekend, though. We got that Stilly Dan party. Yes, that is going to be good. I'm unfortunately working Friday, but I should be off by like nine ish. So not nice. not too late. Yeah. Like I, I have the opening shift. Like I had sworn I had called off. Like you have yeah. to mark it in a book. And either I didn't or I did it on like a wrong page because I thought I had See? but it's all good. Like I should be out. Dude. I would say ten at the latest that oh, I would be out of there. That, that, that's what we had to do for lots of pasta when I was working there one summer <laughs> when I was teaching. And um, like it was this big piece of paper where you could sign on to like lots. Um, of pasta. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where was that? Was that in? Oh, it, it, it's on Frankfurt Avenue. So Shelby used exi- to work there. Shel- 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 Shelby got me the job there. Well, Shelby we should go sometime. I love it's, pasta. It's real. Oh, oh, well, well, it, it's an international grocery store, but they have really good paninis and sandwiches. Okay, like it, it's a really good. Sa- it's like a big international grocery store, a little pricey. But like, can you really like eat sandwiches. there? Is there yes, a you place can. To- okay. Yes, you can. Yeah, you can get like paninis fried up and go eat in their little cafe. But uh. Anyway, like I remember, like there was this area where you can sign to request time off, and it was for Castle, oh Lord, 2016. Mm-hmm. No, 2015, as a matter of fact. 2015, because I had just moved into my place on First Street. And I remember um, I had tickets for the entire weekend. And I got off Friday, I got off Saturday, but Sunday, like on that request sheet, nobody said anything. And I was just yeah. like, well, fuck, what do I do? And so, like, come Saturday, you know, and I'm like, well, I'm going to go do Forecastle, you know, like I normally do. And then I remember just thinking, I was like, well, I'll just get up on Sunday and call in. Yeah. You know, I'll just be a slimy motherfucker. And so I called in and they were like, you know, totally like expecting them to be like really pissed off at me. And they were like, no, so-and-so just, you know, like decided to, you know, um, cover your shift uh, like yesterday. And I was like, there you go. But I look like a huge asshole because I was like. (laughs) Hey, I'm really sick. <laughs> you know, yeah, when I AKA wasn't when hung I was, over and ready yeah, to yeah, party yeah. more. Yeah, exactly. So so somehow it, it, it came back around and worked out with so. <laughs> Well, shall we here? You ready? Let's do it. Buster Boys, episode 107. My name is Brett Jagger, along with the editor, 
Beaumont Ram. I used to call um, whenever um, I was in high school, we had a media class where we'd make like the TCTV, which is like the high school news. That yeah, would oh, yeah. Funny. Yeah. And it was all a comedy thing. We made it a big comedy thing, of course. Of course. Yeah. And um, we also had like a newsletter that would go in like these little plastic things at lunch tables so you could like read it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Miss Long was our teacher. and We always called her editor along. There you go. Yeah. Well, now that I've made this a thing since 100 and I've blown it (laughs) once or twice, I at least had that one easy one to go to. But we'll see uh, how long that keeps going. But uh, yeah, how how was your Monday here today? You said it was a little little crazy, huh? Yeah, well, I'm at school four days this week because we have interventions, you know, the the failing grade and the not drug kind. And uh, last night, you know, or, or yesterday I was with Teats for the afternoon and then we you know went to we waited until like nine seven thirty to go see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, which um, I, I like. It's like, probably not short either, right? Probably no, two, like, two, two and a half hours, I and was it's going to say yeah, and probably. it's also very much a definitive conclusion to okay. to that. Like it's not like you know with Marvel stuff how it'll kind of keep going. Like it had a pretty definitive end, and you know I really like those movies. I really like their sentimentality and the music and a vibe and one kind of crazy thing i kind of realized is the first guardians movie is 2014 so oh, that wow. shit's been around for a decade and it yeah. does not feel like a decade ago that like that soundtrack with like come and get your you know and all that stuff was there um you know and credit to i don't know just like for that whole thing being a vibe or, or a palpable thing in in culture today but but no, I, I I enjoyed it. I, I recommend people people go see it, especially if you like the other ones. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I'll see it at some point. I haven't. I was never a big like movie goer, even though I love movies, of course, and especially yeah. like in high school. But like, I haven't even been to the theater since pre-COVID. I think we've talked about this before. Oh yeah, it we have. Once upon a time in Hollywood, July of 2019 was the last movie I've been to. Yeah. So you know that definitely want to see it i don't know if i'm gonna like run out and see it or yeah it'll be on disney plus at some point in the Probably. not too distant future but uh you know it was hilarious because uh teats and i were there and it was the 3d showing at, at 7 30 and there were two other guys in there by themselves and one of them just started snoring at one point it was just passed <laughs> out yeah it was just, it was just wait yeah. so it was just four of you in the whole theater yeah yeah me and teats right. and then there's a guy behind us and there's a guy two down um <laughs> Yeah, and then apparently, and then apparently, Teets did some point. He, uh, so um, he uh, thought um, we got a bunch of popcorn and like pumped the butter on it, and then there was this sprinkle, this thing you can sprinkle on it that was orange. He's like, "Oh, it's cheddar," and no, it was butter salt. So we had popcorn, which <laughs> shit ton of butter salt. Oh, <laughs> it was so God. salty. Yeah, oh. but I mean, it was fine. I mean, I ate all of it. You know, that's good. Yeah. Over the course of that two and a half hour uh, slugfest. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, but yeah, no, I'm, you know, def- definitely, uh, definitely recommend it. You know, I really like those movies. They, uh, um, they're, they're like I said, they're they're very well done, very emotional, very exciting, uh, very good looking, very very inventive and creative with with, with their set pieces and stuff. And like I uh, said before, it's yeah. they're just a good time. You oh, know? they are, yeah, entertaining, yeah. good time. Went to watching those. those yeah. Flicks. Oh, they're funny. Like, 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 like the segue back to wrestling, Batista. Yeah. How, yeah, how like, was oh, yeah. I mean, uh, like, like always, like Rocket Raccoon is the focus of this movie. Okay. Like it's a lot of it's about like his backstory. So this one is much more. I guess the other two focus more on Chris Pratt, but this one focuses on him 
but yeah, you know, Drax is obviously really funny and stuff. So yeah, Dave Batista once again proving that he may be the best wrestler turn actor as we postulated many episodes ago. Yeah, and it'll be curious to see kind of what role you know, now that the book has closed on this and he's set I think he's been he's said yeah. like, I don't want to play any more roles like yeah. that. Yeah. I don't know. Have you did you watch a knock at the cabin door? Oh, his M Night Sham I I watched the Red Letter Media review about it, but it yeah, was, I, I, it was yeah. not. He was good in it, but it was yeah. not a very good, not movie. a very good movie, like um, an M Night Shyamalan thing. Yeah, it was just kind of dumb. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's it, well, it's interesting because like, and I, I, I felt snooty saying this. I don't think he has the look of a lead role guy like The Rock, who's sure. like very, very, very handsome and big and charismatic and face expressive. Yeah, yeah the, I think the, he's the, the, more the of like a top supporting guy. Yeah, yeah, and you know, like like he doesn't at his have best at least. Yeah, he doesn't have like the expressiveness slash charisma of 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 the Rock, like a leading person. But like in terms of like comedic timing and stuff, he's great in this. So so we'll see. I think he could probably play like maybe less of like a a leading like single guy, you know, but more of like a like if he played like a dad, mm-hmm. you know, I could see him playing like a like a father or family guy where you don't have to be that like, you know, chiseled attract, you know, where you can just be like a dude. Are you calling you Batista know? ugly? Um, well, <laughs> maybe he's going to come for me. I, I, yeah. I, That's I, still I, the goal here. As we talked about in episode two, I, I wonder how long, Oh yeah, very much. the goal. I wonder how long it took for him to get into makeup for Drax. I bet that took ages. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So, uh, have you been watching? Uh, I know you've been following, but how much uh, NBA playoffs have you been watching here? Uh, on Friday night, I watched the Warriors and the uh, Lakers in th- that final game. And then um, I um, followed, I guess, from a distance, the Celtics and the Sixers. So, yeah, you that know, game I, yesterday was very close at half, and then Tatum just hand. fucking smoked. I mean, it was incredible. Yeah, I feel bad for Sixers fans, too, just because, like, man, I feel like they've had, like, multiple <laughs> iterations of a very good team and they just like can't you know really like you know what you know what's been a mantra of this show and i'm gonna stick with it fuck philly, philly you know what i'm saying yeah. except our friends that are there uh you know Mario. dirt sheet dan uh bakley of cage my IQ, nick from uw pod and others i'm sure the major dude mario Pachuto. not from yeah clark street not from philly thankfully what's up acknowledge our Clark Street Chief. from Clark Street. Yeah, I think uh Chicago if I'm not mistaken. Um but uh I couldn't have been happier to see the Warriors and the Suns go out on back-to-back days. Yeah. I said it when the playoffs started. I mean, I've been pulling for Denver very hard over anyone. However, I would be I said I would be happy if anybody but the Suns and Warriors won mm-hmm. and they are now both gone. So I am a happy, happy boy. And, you know, both series, both conference finals on paper seem predictable. You know, it feels like it'll be Denver and Boston. But she, the way these playoffs have been going, and we know how playoff Jimmy Butler can be. 
Yeah, or, obviously or, or, you got LeBron and AD. Anything can happen like, here. Like finally my, healthy for the first time since yeah. the bubble. You and know, this so. is so I don't know if you saw it's the same four teams in the conference finals as the bubble year. We've got really? LA and Denver, which LA won, and then Miami and Boston, which Miami. Oh won. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So I, I was just saying it'll that. likely be the opposite teams this year, which you know I think coming in. I felt Denver was the best team in the West, and then in the East it was either Milwaukee and Boston. So I think a Denver-Boston finals would be very tasty. Uh, but, yeah, I'm excited. Um, yeah, when was the last time Denver's been to the finals, if ever? I don't – I mean, they made it to one conference finals with Carmelo. They made one – the 2020 conference finals we just mentioned with Jokic. I don't know if they've ever – Never. Yeah, Never even been to yeah, a finals. Yeah, yeah. They've been around since 1967 where an ABA team is the Denver Rockets and then the Denver Nuggets uh, starting from 1974. And, yeah, zero conference titles, 12 division titles. So, so yeah, long time coming for these guys. Even, yeah, even more exciting. I mean, again, not far from a guarantee. And, I mean, the Lakers, I certainly didn't expect them to beat the Warriors or even the Grizzlies, frankly. Um, but Ja got hurt. You know, the whole Dylan Brooks thing, that was a mess. And fuck, what about Ja? Again, yesterday, you you pointed it out to me. Like, what what are you doing, man? Yeah, it's just gross. It's just like. It's just stupid. It is just dumb. Point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's just. Uh, it was dumb the first time. And it's like, why the hell are you. Like, you well, know, and when he think... was suspended, like, people were talking to him. Like, hey, you got to not do this shit. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you went down to, you know. I hate to be like a rehab, you know, but it seemed like, you know, that that period was not taken, was not given enough time or not taken as seriously enough as it ought to have been. But like, you know, I will say this, you know, at least like it is different from the first one because the first one was in like a club in Denver in a public place, which I feel like is different than with your jackass friends in a car. Yeah. You know, but still like, like, like the point still stands. It's like, um, yeah, I think like that's just, you know. Like imagine being like a 23 year old with a gajillion dollars, you know, and, and this is what you do. And one of the things I've read too is that Ja apparently like has like has came from like a like like T uh, not T Martin uh, 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 T uh, T Morant and, and his family like they're you know T Martin T, the Teets Morant Teets Morant yeah <laughs> like apparently Ja like comes from like a pretty good family and like for lack of a better term like a lot of people like accuse him they're like oh you're trying to like act this way act like yeah. gangster, you yeah. know but, but 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 you know you don't come from like that background so it's like appropriating it you know and so like that adds a degree of just um phoniness to it that mm -hmm. i think you know like at least reading like the nba subreddit comments on sunday when i was checking that out i was like yeah like this guy like you know there, there's just multiple layers of just lame to, to this shit and like he's a really good player and and, and it's a shame like this easily was probably what um, the Grizzlies, Vancouver, and Memphis, like their best season probably in franchise history, like in terms um, of wins and losses in the regular I mean, season. they had some really good years with the whole Marcus Saul, Zach Randolph, Mike Conley core. And, I mean, they made, I think, at least one run to the conference finals. But, yeah, regular season-wise, I mean, this yeah. team was very, very good. Oh, yeah, two seasons. I just don't know for sure, like, you know, if it was the best or better than those because well, they you, had a nice run there with well, yeah. that squad. And you have Dylan Brooks and then you have this. Like, it just, eh. like, you know, yeah. like, like, a, like a ticking time bomb. Yep, yep, you know? yep, yep.
yeah, NHL has also been fun. Uh, the Florida Panthers moved on. The Vegas Knights moved on, which unfortunately killed my bet because I had bet the Edmonton Oilers to win it all oh, like, two yeah. months before the playoffs. Uh-huh. I got like pretty good odds. They were, I believe, the the Stanley Cup favorite going into the second round, but they oh, got really. I, but, uh, see, I saw a guy at Dave's Coffee in an Edmonton Oilers like T-shirt, and I was yeah. just like, "Oh, maybe they must have won because I had disengaged for a bit." But they know. did not. No, um, I've got uh, the Dallas Kraken uh, game seven is on. I've got it on in the background up here. So uh, yeah, we're we're cracking guys, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was you know I was a I was a cracking social media <laughs> troll, I guess, or something of the like. Go cracking. All right. Uh yeah, shall we crack. get shall we get cracking? Yeah, let's get cracking. Playoffs? Are you talking about the fucking playoffs? That's right. The playoffs are here, and your friends at Manscaped are here too. And they're making your making sure your balls are as kissable as the Stanley Cup. Mm, that'd be nice. Yeah. Whether you're an NBA or NHL guy, you'll want to give your nuggets, yeah, go nugs, the best mm-hmm. clippers to rid them of pubes and help them see the summer sun. Nuggets Mom. over suns, baby. Don't let your devils go wild. This is great. Use the lawnmower yeah. 4.0 and get your boys as smooth as jazz. Too bad they didn't make the playoffs. You can have balls of kings by going to manscaped.com and using the code BBB for 20% off plus free shipping. Tell them more, buddy. Manscaped is the champion of men's grooming. You know what they call their Staples Center product, the Performance Package 4.0. It's the Crypto Center now, but still. Um, because it's the best way to get your body ready for elite playoff level performance. Their full package is stacked with the best of the best. It all starts with the Lawnmower 4.0. These Lawnmower 4.0 are the greatest pube warriors to make body hair removal as easy as a Steph Curry three pointer. Mm. Um, the Lawnmower 4.0 doesn't only make you easy on the eyes, but it's easy on your skin with skin safe technology that mm. reduces your playoff list. Nick, that's not right. This is their playoff Nicks. <laughs> They're very much in the playoffs. And um, Yeah, and, and cuts so that your balls don't have to take the heat. Mm. And the Manscaped, Knicks are sure taking the heat right now, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, Manscaped has been working hard and brewing up. Boston brewing up the new and improved Weed Whacker 2.0 with a better shape. There's no question the Weed Whacker 2.0 for nose and ear is the most improved player of the year. And they capped the performance package off with the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant Crop Reviver Ball Toner. To keep you fresh, even through the sweetest game sevens. Oh. But that's not all. Manscaped has two free throw ends. Mm. This, thing is, this thing is stuffed full of time. This is tra- outstanding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a travel bag to hold all your goods and a pair of anti-chafe boxers. Perfect for watching or playing sports. Plus, for all you playoff beard bros out there, Manscaped now has beard products with your Beard Hedger Pro Kit. James Harden would probably not use that. This kit has on the balm, shampoo, and oils you embed need to keep presentable and comfortable through the push. And the trimmer you need when it's finally time for a cut. Bring us home. Good, good work. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BBB at manscaped.com. That's right. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code BBB at manscaped.com. Pick a winner. The Nuggets. Hit the playoff push and use Manscaped to shave that bush. 
Your don't balls be, will thank you. Yeah, don't be Toronto Maple left out in the cold. Oh! For the first time in a minute, we are going back to AEW Dino. Mike, what a show it was last week. It was nice. Like seeing AEW for the first time in a long time. And this is what, what it, it felt similar to when we did um, WWE back during our early episodes. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, there's a very comforting feeling going back to it. Like a very nice, like warm blanket. I was just like, you yeah, know, just, you know, um, I don't know. There's something very comforting about like stepping back into this. I mean, this was an epic show. I mean, oh, you know, yeah, no doubt. A top, top tier dynamite for sure. Um, yeah, obviously we'd taken our little SmackDown uh, detour here on the show. We'll still be, we'll talk a little WWE here at the end. And obviously we're still going to be, you know, covering the pay-per-views. And mm-hmm. I imagine we'll probably uh, get a peek back into whatever the hell was going on with the creative mm-hmm. room uh, very soon. I expect uh, our yeah. intel to arrive. Um, but yeah, it is, uh, it is a hell of a show to come back on. I had said something, I guess we recorded last, did we record la- Yeah, it was last Wednesday afternoon and I had was, yeah. like, this is a pretty stacked card. And not only that, obviously we got the returns of Miro and Thunder Rosa who had both been gone for quite a long time. And then the shocking betrayal at the end. Setting up Hit Watch Part Two. I'm just I figure we'll no, go no, out and no, say it. Hit, um, hit, hit Watch in Reverse. Screwdriver you know? Part. Uh, but yeah, Redux. Dan, our old friend Dan Callis costing Kenny Omega the cage match against John Moxley. And then the ending after that. I guess we can talk about that when we get there. But the ending kind of like was weird too because it wasn't like him celebrating with Moxley. You know, there was some yeah. sort of ling- you know. You know, did you have that spoiled or did you not? No. Hear? Really? Wow. No, no, That's no, good. no. It I, know, I, I went live. Legitimately on surprised. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I went live on the Tim King show that night and like we had been like in the tweet and it said something like Don Callis betrays Kenny Omega. So I'm glad you didn't see that because. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I may, I may have glanced over and just it didn't yeah. register in my head. But no, yeah. no. I mean, when I watched it um, uh, this evening, which was. Probably about an hour ago. It was yeah. very fresh. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, shocking. You know, we'll we'll get to the fallout here. There's some something that Tim had mentioned to me that night that I think is very plausible, and something else. Uh, dirt sheet Dan Bakley, Cage My IQ, also said that I think makes a lot of sense. But yeah, we'll get into that. But uh, let's start from the top, which was a double Jeopardy match, which I did not know what the hell that meant, but it means that. <laughs> If Claudio won, he and a partner would get a shot at the ROH tag titles mm-hmm. against Lucha Bros. And if Phoenix won, he would get an ROH world title shot against Claudio. And Claudio Castagnoli defeated Phoenix in 14 minutes, 28 seconds. What a match. What an opener. Uh, I, I, you know, big contrast of styles here, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember, like, watching Phoenix do his big hur- hurricane run off there. I was like, oh, in WWE, like, who does that? Like, Ricochet and... Yeah. Like, you know, like, 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 you know, a pretty small, like number, you know, so like getting kind of back to that, you know, this was sort of a big thrust back into that. Interesting. Yeah. Also, interestingly enough, I have to pull up here. Phoenix was wearing something quite similar. 
Oh yeah, it was very very similar color scheme to that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he had like the 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 um wings kind of pointed. Yeah. But yeah, yeah but no, no that is pretty damn those. similar. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, Claudio bludgeoned him with some uppercuts. Obviously, we got some great high flying out of Phoenix, some great counters, you know, couple couple big near falls at the end. You know, again, thought Claudio would walk away with the dub, but a fresh, fresh matchup here. And, you know, I'm kind of hoping, you know, now that Ring of Honor's established its own kind of thing that they stop kind of with the crisscrossing. Obviously, when you have a guy like Claudio as the champ, who's still a big deal in AEW, you know, it makes sense. But I want to get to a point where it is kind of separate. Um, But, you know, I'm certainly not going to complain about this match and then whatever. I assume it'll probably be Claudio and Wheeler against the Lucha Bros, which Mm -hmm. I would guess on Ring of Honor. But uh, that should be something to look forward to. But, uh, yeah, overall, what would you think of the the match? Yeah, like I said, like a great like sort of thrust back into AEW, you know, especially just like seeing Phoenix and stuff, Um, you know, just like just very, you know, just really good, like pay-per-view stuff. You know, I feel like this would yeah. be sort of like a, you know, a early car, like a, like a early match on the card on, on, on a pay-per-view, you know, and it was given what, like almost 15 minutes. Yeah. I think yeah, you know, 14 and change. Yeah. Or 14 and change. So, yeah, I mean, it like definitely like took it, you know, took its time and yeah, I mean, I thought it was just, like I said, super exciting. And for me, having not watched AEW in probably about a month and a half, a great baptism uh, back into it. Yes, yes, and and also with you. <laughs> um, yeah, so then we go backstage and we see a nice pair of beautiful legs, and yeah. the camera pans up, and it's our good friend Miro. Wow, yeah. been like nine months, I think, since he's been around. I know he yeah. did like a little movie thing, but I think more than anything, it was just lack of creative, or there was something came out that he was pitched something that he didn't like, but. You know, I assume with, you know, AEW Collision, which is going to be announced next week, um, you know, having he and Thunder Rosa, two pretty big stars in this company, um, you know, let's get them back and back in the fold and uh, let's give Miro some programs that are meaningful, exactly. some matches that are meaningful and because the guy is amazing. And yeah, uh, that TNT title run he had was great. And, and um, deserves to be back in the mix of that shit again. Like, that's yeah. where he, like, belongs, yeah. Yeah, which that title has been uh, a joke. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, who wouldn't want to see Miro against Wardlow? I mean, I've been saying that for, like, well over a year at this yeah. point. Come on. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, great, great, great to have him back. Um, then there was the promo. It was just MJF kind of talking about all each of the four pillars. And then we would see – each of those, the other three guys kind of get their own promo that I thought each were very interesting and well done in their own right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, okay, then we had FTR come out and <laughs> our good old Double J and Clan coming out hooting and hollering. They've yep. been kind of doing this thing with Mark Briscoe kind of being in the middle for a while now, yep. you know, because he and Jay Lethal were, you know, really good real life friends obviously he and ftr kind of they bonded through that incredible trio of matches last year so it there was a segment i think it was on last week's dynamite where uh jarrett satnam and lethal 
uh, and Sanjay all went to the Briscoe's chicken farm in Delaware, and it was fucking hilarious. Just like wow. hijinks, comedy, Satnam holding his little baby. Like, just yeah. so it's been hit and miss, but that was really fun. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> we've got Double J challenging for the tag titles on a pay per view. Wow. And you know what? I'm not that mad about it. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been on record saying that, like, this double j run has kind of revitalized my interest in him i've been watching a lot of like 2000 wcw following along with the year of duke and rogue check those guys out if you haven't they're great and also i've been randomly kind of watching like 2005 tna and he is like firmly entrenched in the main event in both timelines so i've been getting a lot of double j in my life recently and shockingly i'm here for it um you know again this is a far cry from the AEW tag division of old, but I think it's going to get there. And, you know, I think this story deserves and should play itself out. And, you know, I probably not the first uh, defense I would have wanted for FTR at a pay-per-view, but you know, I'm taking it in stride. But, but, but I mean, who else, who's, who else is like available now? I think that's the thing. Cause like, yeah. are you going to like try out the acclaimed again for, for a rematch or the guns, you know, like, like you're really kind of out of options here. You know, and I think like th- they're making it the best version of what it could be right now. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, especially without those like readily available like hot story options because like you couldn't like bring out like the Bucks or, I mean, Swerve and Keith Lee. Like that's not even a thing, right? Yeah, you they've know, been broken know. up for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. well, no, you're right, and I mean, I think mm-hmm. it just speaks to the fact that AEW hasn't really put the focus on the tag division that it had for the first, you know, three plus years of the company. You know, they brought in the trios titles, which of course pulled the Lucha Bros away, pulled, you know, the Bucks away for months, you know, when they had that series. Um, Obviously you mentioned the acclaimed and the guns, but yeah, I mean, there's not, there's just not really any ready made opponents for them. You're right. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I think this is the best version of what it could be. And it's been a pretty fun build for the most part. And with, uh, Mark Briscoe as the special referee, you know, I think that at least gives it another layer of intrigue. You know, Mm -hmm. I certainly expect FTR to retain, but you know, I think it should be pretty fun. Yeah, no, yeah, we'll have some, like, exciting spots and stuff, some drama. And, I mean, when have we had, like, like how many special, like, guest referees have we had in AEW? I can't yeah. really think of that many. No. You know, it's like the classic, like, Shane McMahon spot, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. Um, then there was Jericho being interviewed by Renee Paquette saying he has, I was like, a, a court order against Adam Cole saying oh. And it was like a scroll, like a scroll yeah. piece of paper. It's like, when do you get a court order that's like that? Like in a scroll. Yeah, it know? was outstanding. Is it um, written on parchment with a quill? Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> and then Roderick Strong, newcomer Roddy Strong, comes in with his own court order uh, banning the Jazz from the building next week when they are going to have, uh, is it a Falls Count Anywhere? Yeah, a Falls Count Anywhere match, mm-hmm. which... I assume you probably did. You see any Roddy Strong in NXT at all, or have you, are you not too familiar with him? Probably. Uh, I know the name sounds familiar. Uh, no, I actually have not seen too much from him. I have, yeah. You know, 
So how he, he was, looks like is how I did not think he looked like. <laughs> yeah, he's he was part of the undisputed era with Adam oh, Cole, Kyle okay. O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish. It may have been before my time then. Yeah, and was a long time ROH stalwart for you know many many years. Oh. Uh, the guy is a workhorse in the ring. Not the best promo guy, but man, he can wrestle. So happy to have him. Certainly, hopefully, looking forward to Kyle O'Reilly's return at some point because he's another guy that's been out quite a long time so that'll uh, been a long time coming yeah you know but yeah roddy strong versus jericho falls count anywhere i'm sure there will still be some fuckery somehow and i expect jericho to win but uh mm-hmm. sign me up i think it'll be pretty good oh yeah. uh, let's see oh and then came the thunder rosa appearance which similarly her and miro basically just like walked outside Tony Khan's office. I think she may have had some words with Renee real quick, but then we had the Sammy Guevara kind of promo with Jericho, you know, really being the one in there to put him over, you know, talking about his his destiny to be world champion, this and that, Um, you know, I've definitely turned a corner on Sammy of late, you know, they've obviously haven't been shoving, he and Ty down our throats anymore. And he's just going out there and wrestling like he should and having pretty good matches. And, uh, you know, he's, he's got that Sammy Guevara attitude, but that's him, you know, um, I'm okay with that. So, yeah. Um, I'm, and I haven't watched all of the AEW all access. I've watched like the first few, which a lot is kind of focused on (laughs) he and Ty, which frankly, you know, I've, come out liking him a little more even you know it's kind of humanized him a little bit uh yeah so i'm happy for him and i'm definitely happy that this match is happening but what do you think we'll talk about the others when they get there but what do you think of kind of like these promos that each yeah. pillar got in the oh I, I liked them well especially mjf so i compared them all to the beatles you know oh, I, yeah, I, enjoyed, yeah. I, thought, I thought that was happening paul's my favorite beatle too so like, i kind of like how mjf like built kind of toward that a whole lot like like the reasoning behind all that you know i mean especially like for being away for a minute and getting coming back into that again that that's that's another warm blanket aspect i was like <laughs> oh man i miss listening to this guy wax poetic uh about the state of aew wrestling um but yeah you know i th- I, I you know i think i think they're all really good i think this is like in terms of homegrown shit like this is what they want right absolutely you know so like yeah i you know I, and i feel like this has been like I think what, in a subconscious way, this has been heading toward. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, so, I think it's been a long time coming. Yeah, yeah. So, so it, it's just great just to get all the kind of different angles and all the different personalities with it. And yeah, I mean, you know, this just needs to continue happening and coalescing and just playing off each other. And you know, yeah, I mean, I I can't wait for the big, you know, the big culmination of it. And like, do you, it will be during double or nothing. Will that be the, you know, yeah, it's official now. So last, last week. So in the previous weeks, like MJF had bribed Sammy essentially Mm -hmm. to like take a dive in the match. Yeah. Cause Sammy won that mini tournament to be the number one contender via MJF helping him. Uh Um, So they've, they had this like buddy, buddy bromance going on with like matching vests and it's, it was all pretty fun actually. But then they had, it was a tag team match. It was, I was about to say Darby boy, jungle boy and Darby against Sammy and MJF. And if jungle boy and Darby won, they were put in the match. And of course they won. And 
there was friction, of course, between MJF and Sammy. But yeah, it's all been very entertaining, I think. And um, yeah, I'm excited for the match. You know, I've said this with Tim, like I certainly expect MJF to win, but I wouldn't be shocked. No, I mean, any of the other three, I would say Sammy being the least likely, Mm -hmm. but I would not be like Roman winning over Cody or Sonata over Okada levels of shock. If anyone of those three walked away. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like this could be like, it's a very ripe opportunity for like something that's organic. Yeah, You know, I don't think it would be like entirely just completely out of nowhere. Shoehorn shocking event. Yeah. Gun to your head. Do you still think MJF walks out as champ? Yes, I do too. Yeah, um, and I yeah. Still, I mean, I mean, of... I mean, betting. You know, like, like yeah, when you yeah. say gun to my head, That's I think what I mean, yeah. I think betting and gambling. Yeah, you know, get getting shot on sight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I still think you know we talked about this probably months ago about potentially Adam Cole ultimately being the one to dethrone MJF, which I still think he or you know we mentioned hangman quite a bit of that you know match being quite protected no wouldn't shock me if either of those two are the uh all out and or full gear opponents but uh, yeah this is uh it's exciting so yeah then we had tony khan's announcement about the announcement next week that we all know is going to be aew collision um and then we had the international championship yes. match which i thought was very good which saw orange cassidy defeat daniel garcia in 13 minutes 33 seconds i think it's his 21st title defense um but yeah this one up. you know a lot of them kind of have a similar feel i think he wrestled bandito last week which was awesome as well and i think these two have definitely felt a little different obviously mm-hmm. Garcia, you know, more ground-based, submission-based, you know, yeah. had had Orange twisted up a few times. Even he was doing the little kicks, too, which was fun. So, uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed this. And, I did, uh, too. A yeah. nice breath of fresh air for an Orange match, uh, which I think needed a prior to last week's Bandito contest. But, yeah, what would you think? Oh, yeah, like a good breath of fresh air. And, again, like, you know, played to Garcia's strengths. Again, Garcia, just a more yeah. ground-based submission guy. You know, um, you know, kind of slowed things down a little bit for like a, you know, an orange match. Yep. But but yeah, you know, like like it kind of had all, all the good trappings in it. You know, I sort of like when Garcia did the, did the little kicky things. Did, yep. Is there a name for the kicky things? I think we just call them the little kicks, the, the kicky things. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. When, um, you know, like like it had all those like humor hallmarks, but there was still like a sense of gravitas and like seriousness to it. Like because like Garcia is just not much of a big comedy guy. I know he's like kind of recently coming to his own with like promos like i feel like being part of the jazz is like really yeah, he's sort a of sports helped. entertainer now yeah yeah i feel like being part of the jazz has really helped him like that was just For a sure. really smart move just to kind of get him you know in that group in that position just to have to talk and to have to you know um get thrown into the deep in the pool and swim and uh and yeah no i i thought this was you know in terms of like just mid card for a pay-per-view level television show yeah i mean good shit yeah i'm who the hell knows who and when orange is going to drop this i you know obviously he's been wrestling quite a bit um and you know no real direction or story like going into the pay-per-views so hopefully you know we could kind of see that because i definitely you know almost all these defenses have been on tv um i think even he didn't even defend it at revolution i believe he was maybe in the pre-show match or something Um, right so i'd like to see like a real feud 
shit, maybe it's Miro. I mean, <laughs> you know, um, I wouldn't mind seeing that. But, uh, as, you know, as much as I love Orange, obviously, and don't mind seeing him wrestle this much, I'm kind of ready for, uh, you know, someone to take that belt off. Of yeah. Being honest. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like with the, the um, sheer, like, density of title defenses, like you would think that one would come up. But, I mean, I don't know. I think, and I mean, I guess Garcia is on this level, but I mean, I think they maybe need a bigger match. Yeah. You know, like 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 a like a like a bigger match for for that to happen. Maybe like not on TV, especially since he's just defended it so much on TV. I think you just need a bigger stage. I thought Bandito the week prior had mm-hmm. a decent chance at it, better than Garcia probably, but you know, because he's a guy, you know, he hasn't been around a ton or consistently, but He's been pushed pretty well and given pretty high-profile matches. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. Um, and then there was the Outcasts. Uh, so Sheeta returned last week or the week prior, seemingly joining the Outcasts, and then she turned her back on. So like she started like or did something. I can't remember exactly how it went, but they framed it as she was joining them. And then she ultimately turned her back and joined uh, Brit and Jamie. So the old psych out. Yes. Yes, it was. So it sounds like she'll be, or no, I think they made the match official. It's Brit, Jamie and Sheeta against the outcasts in two days on dynamite, which is fine. Uh, I just feel like this storyline has kind of been stuck in neutral for yeah. Well, quite, I mean, I mean, I mean, last one, like, like when last I yeah. left off AEW, it was yeah. like in the middle. Not of much it. So, change. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So and still, really yeah. no actual direction on where this is headed. You know, are they going to do? You know, here's a multi man match. Are is there still going to multi woman? Is there still going to be? A blood and guts i mean obviously we see a clear path with the men there with bcc and elite and you know i think they could definitely make something out of this but you know last time jamie defended against it was what tony storm or uh, it was a three-way it was uh page none page uh, it, no, yeah. it was uh fucking ruby soho yeah. and i can't even remember who the third was but you know, she hasn't been defending that title too, too much. So I, you know, want to see that. So yeah. uh, this has just been kind of muddled up. In oh, this no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. Going on a year, you know, like getting close to it. Or I guess maybe not close to no, it. No, not year, for the yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But half uh, a year. our friend Nick from the Universal Wrestling Pod. What up, player? How are you? Um, but okay, then we get Christian Cage. Uh, I thought this was kind of strange and wasn't really like the biggest fan of this, yep. you know, talking um, about people with daddy issues and yeah, this Luchasaurus and looked like the shredder, you know, <laughs> yeah. kind of a little bit like, you know, um, with like the spiker, maybe Shao Kahn is one of the two, like ha- half shredder, half Shao Kahn with the big single spike on. I can see but, that uh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, two. I personally would two. rather see Luchasaurus versus Wardlow and no disrespect to Christian. I like Christian, but. Feed him the monsters. I've been saying that for a year, and they still haven't really done it. Right. Outside of Powerhouse Hobbs, which, and I mean, Samoa Joe, they had that whole thing, but none of it really stuck, you know? And the yeah. TNT title has been an afterthought. And well, it, well, it just got ping-ponged around for all of say, those guys. I was played yeah. ping-ponged with for a year, over a year at this point. Yeah. Um, but, you know. Yeah, I didn't think this was Christian's best promo. Uh, it had some moments, but overall, eh, it was all right. Well, especially but... his, considering his track record of, like, you know, great promos he's had in the last year. 
like good yeah. heel shit that he's yeah. just been involved in. Yep. And then we had the Darby promo, which this was my favorite one, you know, kind of getting in his head of why, you know, why he does, why he wrestles the way he wrestles, why he acts the way he acts, you know, why he's kind of the daredevil and, you know, talking about how, you know, this company kind of saved him from going insane. And, you know, he's been there from day one and, you know, that's how much the world championship means to him. Yeah. I really like this one. Uh, like I said, it was my favorite of the bunch. And I think, if MJF were to lose the title, I think I would want it to be Darby to be. The yeah, no, yeah, that, that would be the one. Like, I feel like that would be like out of all four of them, like the biggest like achievement, mm-hmm. you know, like, like, like the biggest, like if you want to have like a big pay-per-view moment, it's not like Sammy or Jungle Boy holding that up. It's like Darby, like some big, like deep underdog shit. You old know, Turner like, boy, old Turner boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, to contrast that with MJF, like you would want a strong contrast. You yeah. wouldn't want like because like Jungle Boy and um, uh, Sammy would be, both be like similar, you know, like you know. Well, similar, at least like, Jungle Boy being yeah. a, at least Jungle Boy being a baby face, and he's been a baby face the whole way. I you know Sammy wouldn't it wouldn't make sense, which I, I I get why Tim had said he had mentioned that Sammy winning to him would be shocking, and I guess when you bring it up this way in terms of like that moment, you know, ending the show, the big pay per view. Sammy's not going to get yeah it's it's more the same you know he's a heel it wouldn't feel like that big of a moment whereas with Jungle Boy but Darby especially I think that would be a very large crowning achievement yeah I don't think it's going to happen but you know this promo made me want to see it that much more exactly um, and then we had the no holds barred match, which saw Julia Hart pick up a bit of a surprising win over. She's calling herself the queen of hardcore Anna J, which she has. I think this is like her third, you know, street fight type match that got all bloody. Um, this one wasn't quite as good as the previous two, but you know, it, it had that kind of commercial kind of smack dab in the middle and didn't get a ton of time, but nope. I thought it was pretty solid, and I mean, definitely the biggest moment for Julia Hart. Oh, big time! Yeah, I, I mean, that, this was a definitely a surprise. Like, like having been like tuned out for a little bit, like, and having known Julia Hart is sort of like, you know, with the varsity blonde, yeah, with varsity blonde cheerleader. That and then uh, you know, a House of Black stuff. You know, she had done all that, and then like, yeah, I mean, for her to like get get get, you know, just kind of like a singlesman like that at like a decent spot in the show it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, put me on notice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, she's obviously still with the House of Black and good to just, you know, even though they haven't been wrestling a ton, um, just good to see that group still kind of getting pushed properly. Um, let's see. Oh, and then, uh, yeah, so speaking of them, they did wrestle that night and they, House of Black, defeated Bandito and the Best Friends in eight minutes, 13 seconds. So, didn't get a ton of time, you know, nope. just like the previous match. But again, this was a pretty packed show, and it was good to see that those guys and obviously Bandito and the best friends are always fun. So again, for the time given, definitely enjoyed this, and uh, but would like to see a proper feud for that House of Black. Um, yeah, um, you know, something that they could build into double or nothing. But you know, for yeah. a TV title defense, this was solid. Yeah, and there was some like theatrics. To, you know, they had like the lights off and stuff. You know, yeah. like there was there was emphasis and and pageantry around this that 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 made it entertaining. And you know, like it it, it had a pretty like quick finish. You know, like it wasn't squashy, but I mean, it was you know, 
the outcome never really seemed in doubt. You no. know, it definitely seemed like they, they were overrun, which like good on the House of Black. I mean, they they deserve to to be running train on some motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, for how like sort of listless they were during Malachi Black's you know early or earlier first year in AEW. Now, you know, it seems like they know where they're going, and that's good. No doubt. And then we had a moment that I quite enjoyed where we saw uh, Orange, I had forgotten about this when we were talking about it, but I don't think he's necessarily going to beat him either, but uh, showed Orange Cassidy down on the ground with Kyle Fletcher, Aussie, 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 oi, 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 standing over him with both sets of New Japan Tag Team Championships. I know you're familiar with Aussie Open. I don't know how much you've. Oh seen yeah, yeah. Him. I don't know Kyle Fletcher. You know, yeah. then the, the, I know Aussie Open. The name's yeah. not lost me. So Kyle Fletcher. Is. That could be like former Kentucky Governor Ernie Fletcher's son. <laughs> no, you know, like that. But yeah, he is one of the two Aussie Open guys, which they are at FTR level right now. They have yeah. just been so good. You know, since the end of last year, they've got both sets of New Japan Tag Titles. Both Fletcher and Mark Davis had great runs in the New Japan Cup as singles guys, like future very bright, especially Fletcher, who's only like 25 and, you know, getting getting a lot of getting, getting a lot of love right now. So I'm very excited about this match, um, and I think you're going to enjoy what you see from Kyle Fletcher. Um, I don't know if they made it official. I think it is happening this week on Dynamite. But, uh, again, I don't think Orange will lose, but uh should be a very good match. Yeah, no, it'll be like definitely like, you know, he's been going through the ringer, you know, with that. But yeah, you know, definitely like at least like good to see him going up against different kind of competition. You know, yeah, I mean, exactly. uh, he has represented that title as good as you can. No doubt. Um, and then we had the Jungle Boy promo, which I thought it was interesting, but did like that it was Christian there. You know, even though they're obviously not together, he was kind of his mentor for a while. And, you know, basically was putting over the fact that even though he doesn't like him, he still believes in him and sees it in him. Just needs to be, you know, I think he said like colder or more. I don't remember exactly how he put it. But, um, yeah, I thought this was pretty good as well. You know, yep. like I said, I really I just enjoyed all three of these and really is, you know, helping build this match. He was out in front of that nice swimming pool. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah that was nice. Mm-hmm. nice well i mean like it was also an interesting choice you know it made like you know because typically you should do a promo like uh, it takes me back to like moxley in the uh, nightclub bathroom mm. you know and jungle boy did it out like in like a really brightly lit area and stuff yeah. like in front of a uh, in the ground swimming pool you know a symbol of you know kind of like fun luxury money you know good time stuff so uh that detail wasn't lost on me definitely you know you yeah Okay, main event time. Whew. Oh man! In which Dan Moxley defeated Kenny Omega with Dan Callis in 14 minutes 48 seconds in a steel cage match. We talked about it in the open, but holy shit, are we going? Are we going back to hit watch here? I mean, Kenny's gonna want his receipt at some point, I would assume. Um, but yeah, still. Uh, very surprised by this. I'm glad you weren't spoiled. So what was your initial reaction? Immediate. I mean, it's still pretty fresh for you. I mean, what do you think? When it happened, I was just like, I immediately thought, ah, oh, hit watch too, you know, and then, but then like it lingered for a little bit. And that like makes you think just cause like Dan Callis just kind of like stood around the ring for a little bit. And then Kenny just kind of laid there and then like it made it look like he was going to hit him again. And it just like, you didn't really, 
a thousand percent understand what the implications were. Like you knew the implications were all oh, like he hit, he like turned his back on Kenny for a reason, but what the reason is, is still like vague. It, it wasn't like a clear alignment with. The, yeah. We the, know nothing. We know nothing. Yeah. Right yeah. Like, like for all we know, it could have been like, I need to like do something rough to t- Kenny to like give him an edge and teach him a lesson. You know, mm-hmm. like that could easily still be the angle, like based on like how the post hit. And was, could um, be yeah. even a year down the line or, you know, whenever this culminates and maybe they never get back together, you know, maybe this is that permanent yeah. because that's the thing, you know, ever since Callis showed up really for obviously, or maybe you don't know this, but he was in like WWE ECW, like way back in the day as like a manager type figure commentator. But Really, when he burst upon the scene as Don Dan Callis was a New Japan commentary in early 2017, he would always put over Kenny Omega, you know, always talk about him as the god of pro wrestling. And, you know, as time went on and AEW happened and you learned more about the real relationship between the two and that he was essentially, you know, an uncle figure for him and, you know, around him since he was 10, 12 years old, whatever, and really truly been like a family member in real life and then it became on screen as well so uh this has been a long time coming you know i guess in terms of just like like big twists and shockers yeah and one that i never saw you know never thought this would ever happen because again what's the motive um and one thing that tim mentioned that i think made a hell of a lot of sense is you know how he'd kind of been grooming Takeshita, you know callus had is that he's going to bring him to Blackpool Combat Club. Um, you know, maybe Don isn't really the leader necessarily, but really just still kind of Takeshita's manager within that group because Takeshita had the had the match with Danielson, got bloodied up by the Blackpool Combat Club, kind of went through that initiation that, like, Wheeler Yuta had to go through to become that member. It's like, you got to fight us and bleed to us to become one of us. So. Right. When Tim said that, I'm like, yep, that definitely makes a lot of sense. And then on the other side, Kota Ibushi is out there and has very publicly said how much he wants to come to AEW and has prior affiliation and was in a faction with Kenny Omega in the Young Bucks called the Golden Elite in New Japan in 2018. Wasn't around that long, but it was a thing. So. Once Tim mentioned that to me, I kind of could see the blood and guts picture opening up because you've mm. got obviously the four BCC guys plus Takeshita, Kenny, Bucks, Hangman, Kota, Bushi. There's your five on five. And just make it's a lot of threads together that all make sense. Yeah. Um, so I now in terms of what his motive was or you know why he did it, I'm yeah, I can't, so, so, I can't so, wait so, for I can't wait for the ve- promo. Still very intentionally mysterious. Yes. But yeah. I imagine we'll probably hear from him this week. I mean, I oh, can't I imagine, imagine yeah. we wouldn't. Yeah. I don't know if to, or when the know. Takeshita turn will happen, but again, that seems to make a lot of sense to me. Um, and then another thing dirt sheet Dan Bakley said um in regards to like potentially all in that's going to be in Wembley it's likely going to be the Kenny Omega Will Ospreay rematch is kind of what indications are and that maybe Callis would even rope Osprey in as well Mm -hmm. um 
shit i mean he had i think he had some reasoning that i can't exactly remember um but you know he kind of tied it to that as well as another way to kind of screw kenny over um, in that potential match but yeah a lot of implications here you know obviously don't want to jump too far ahead with the takesh a bit because we don't know if that's going to happen but it does seem to make a lot of sense um but What'd you think of the match? I thought the match was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. You know, I thought, obviously, I, I, it's getting kind of yeah. swallowed up in the yeah, yeah. turn, but uh, it was just top notch. Yeah, some sure. yeah, top notch. Had some wild spots. I don't yeah. know that that at least in my limited exposure to wrestling, I, I've never seen the the literal shards of glass uh, yeah. shit. Uh, yeah. uh, breaking the wall of the cage down, yep, you know. Yep. Uh, yeah, and Kenny's leg did like really get stuck. I'm like, oh shit! I oh yeah, you know, like, no, no, I would imagine like like laceration city, you know, yeah. like on that. I mean, like, both like, like, their backs were fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, was it inten- was it intentional to take out the wall of the cage? Do you think? Oh, I would assume so. Yeah. So you think you th- like you know you think maybe that like that like side that was like spot like they yeah. knew like let's not run into this until we need to. Okay, because yeah. that's t- stuff that's happened a lot with like the likes of Big Show, Brock Lesnar. You know, like these larger dudes, they'll not, break not, down not, the cage, knock the wall out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like that stuff was, but yeah, that glass too. I mean, you know, I feel like Moxley like went into that shit a whole lot. But <laughs> credit to the some bitch, he tough. You know, like 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 you know, like back first into the glass, like still got Kenny into that uh, submission in there, and Lord of mercy, it's just you know. <laughs> God, he is a he. Like, I guess this isn't deathmatch shit, but like, you know, pretty but, pretty damn close. I'd but I mean, say. he's literally been doing this shit for like the last year and a half, like yeah. constantly. He's a madman, over and, and over and over. Obviously, again, credit know? the Kenny too for kind of you know stepping outside his comfort zone, for lack of a better term. Even though you know he's done well, and with Mox, they've had two hardcore type matches previously. But just great to revisit this rivalry, which you know, really stems back to the very first double or nothing back in May of 2019. That's what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. There's Mox like a, first showed yeah, up. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Like a history as long as this company. Yeah, around, exactly. You know, yeah, and yeah. It's certainly going to continue here and uh, yeah. Can't wait, but what a show overall. I yeah, no, I thought, I thought this was stellar. I think like, you know, from top to bottom, you know, this was, you know, just like you said, pay-per-view level, um, you know, a lot of drama, uh, you know, a lot of like great long matches they let really like just flesh out and develop. Um, you know, like I think this, you know, especially with double or nothing like around the corner. I mean, you know, what better springboard uh, than than a lot of what happened um, this past Wednesday night? Which I just realized double or nothing is also the it's the 28th. Same night as that Derby City Wrestling show. So. Well, you know, um Either we leave early or we just go to the next one. But uh, and also that is the finales of both Succession and Barry series finales that night. So mercy, uh, big big night. I don't know if I'll yeah. get it all in, but uh, yeah. I'll probably prioritize double or nothing because I certainly don't want spoilers. But uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Any final thoughts? on this show on AEW in general, before we just talk a little WWE before we get out of here. No, no. Like I said, warm blanket is what it was. <laughs> Glad to hear it. So, um, we, so you didn't watch any of the WWE programming, but we no, 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 talked about week. it. We talked last week about, you know, the raw side of the WWE world championship <laughs> tournament, which Seth Rollins emerged. And I did get my wish. It was AJ Styles coming out of the SmackDown side. So he 
defeated. It was Edge and Rey Mysterio in the first triple threat, which was excellent. And then Big Bob came out over uh, Sheamus and Austin Theory in the second. And then Styles defeated Big Bob uh, to move on. So we have it will be Seth Rollins versus um, AJ Styles for the WWE World Championship at Night of Champions. I'm pretty sure, and I'm looking it up right now, that that match has only happened once on the main roster. Let's see here. Okay, I know I'm wrong about that. I was thinking about AJ and Finn, which we'd seen recently a second Mm -hmm. time. But um, it hasn't happened in... Okay, since last June. So it's a little more common than I thought. But obviously, big stage here, big stakes, no doubt. Um, yeah, their last two matches were on Raw, Raw. Okay, they've had one pay-per-view match together. That was Money in the Bank 2019, which I do remember being a very good match. So very fresh. Two guys we know are excellent workers. You know, like I said last week, I do expect Seth to come out on top especially since he's actually on Raw, Um, but definitely looking forward to that one. And there was a very interesting development that happened on SmackDown. So Roman came back, as we talked about. He and Solo will be challenging Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the World Tag Team Championship. Wow. Talk about a new wrinkle and again, keep this intrigue rolling. What like, happened to him? Know, what, 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 did, what did he say to the Usos? He basically he forced them to apologize because I can't. I think it was one of the ones we were watched or reviewed that they like dedicated the rematch to Roman. Like we dedicate this to our tribal chief. So he like he of course scolded them for that. It's like why would you dedicate a tag team to me? When there's a Hall of Fame tag team in our family, the Wild Samoans, which his father was in, and like, yeah. just cut him down, cut him down, forced him to apologize, and then Paul Heyman made the announcement, like setting it up like it would be uh, the Usos to challenge, and then he's like, Solo Sokoa and Roman Reigns, so obviously they were not too happy about that. Um, so, and he of course applauded solo for getting the win at backlash so it's kind of like we talked about you know even though they got the win you know the usos are definitely still kind of on the shit list here oh yeah yeah and i'm sure they're gonna get kind of like abused a little bit for lack of a better word for sure. you know like get and, picked on perhaps and i assume place. at some point you know the bloodline will break apart but uh yeah this is uh pretty good stuff and so we you know we'd also talked about wood Kevin and Sammy even go to Saudi Arabia, but I did. There's something came out, I guess, relations between Syria and Saudi, like it's all kind of cooled off a little bit. So I guess he feels comfortable enough to go, which is a good thing because I think this match will be awesome. And, you know, the intrigue is going to be there. No doubt about it. Um, I don't know which of these two matches is going to main event. You yeah, know, I, no, I would yeah, yeah. probably the, the, Seth and AJ, but like this is a main event match too, if you ask me. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess maybe they'll do like the, I don't know, I guess they did do the single or they did the double main event at Backlash, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's a really good question. I mean, it'll be hard because like when was the last time Roman had a tag team match? Yeah. Uh, well, there was the one end of last year when Cena came back. Uh, it was like Cena and Kevin Owens against, I think it was Roman and Solo, but yeah. not often. 
Definitely hasn't challenged for the tag team championship since probably back in the Shield days. Shield, yeah. Uh, when he and Rollins were tag champs, but uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm very intrigued and excited about this. Yeah, no, it's what a, what an interesting development, you know, yeah. out of this for sure. And again, keeping this bloodline story interesting and not mm-hmm. just kind of same old, same old. So. Exactly. Love it. Um, other matches announced on the card. We've got Cody and Brock again. So last week on Raw, um, Brock cost Cody the triple threat match. Oh, yeah. We, I think we talked about We did. About yes, we did. Yeah. Beat the shit out of him and screamed, me, 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 me. Um, it says it's just a singles match, but I'm guessing there will be some sort of stipulation here because uh, I imagine it's, I mean, he wants it to be a fight. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, I don't know exactly how this transpired, but could be interesting. We've got Gunther versus Mustafa Ali for the Intercontinental Tag yeah. Team Championship. I must have missed. That. Yeah, no, I yeah, no, I, like been, I feel like I've watched the past few brawls and SmackDowns, but anywho, uh, obviously, uh, Ali, major underdog here. Mm-hmm. I guess this will be more than just your few minute squash i mean the guy can work he is good he hasn't really been given much opportunity so i'm excited to see what he can cook up for sure and then we have becky lynch versus trish stratus obviously stemming back to when trish turned on becky um you know a month or so ago so five matches thus far Guessing there probably won't be much more than one or two more added. I mean, Triple H has kind of kept these cards tight. And as we heard in the creative meeting a couple weeks ago, that was uh, one of Endeavor's wishes to keep the shows shorter. So, uh, yeah, yeah, and it'll be a tight, like, yeah, you know, like I said, five match show, you know. Well, I'd guess at least one more, gets one more from this. So maybe, maybe two, but I can't imagine. But, it but it'll, it'll be like a three hour show, probably. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's that. Obviously, Raw's going on right now. I uh, haven't seen anything that's happened. I might tune in a little bit, but um, yeah, that's that. I don't really have too, too much yeah. else. Uh, I'm going to try to get – I've been watching Succession. I'm on the ninth episode of season Oh, one. wow. Nice. Okay, yeah, no, yeah. They're, they're at the castle about to um, – I guess not do the wedding, but do the but yeah. The wedding's the finale of season it is. One. Yeah, yeah. So, so I don't know if I have enough time to catch up. I've kind of recently, now that Picard's over and all that, I've been kind of trying to amp it up. But, but yeah, yeah it's a good show. Yeah, and it only get like I feel like each season gets better, in yeah. my opinion. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. Um, pretty good. Yeah, another. Uh, Another breezy show this week here. Uh, yeah, no, no more Vince McMahon robot <laughs> stuff. Weird. We'll have to bring. GPT. We'll have to bring back an if you recall it. So. Oh, we will. Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll definitely need to. Been too. M- long. M- maybe do like it. Um, the first John Moxley and Kenny match, like going up to double. You know, like that. Oh good. yeah, yeah. That. Could yeah, be I ain't something. seen that. That could be interesting. Absolutely. Okay. Well, uh, you got anything before we wrap this up here tonight? Ugh. I'm trying to put this on over my head. Oh, I can still see it. Uh, Ray Phoenix, ladies and gentlemen. 